to Ayurveda 101 with Mappy, easy Ayurveda for today's complex world. We're here to help you navigate the ancient science of Ayurveda, India's natural wellness system, so you can feel your healthiest, happiest, and most empowered every single day. We're hosted by Maharishi Ayurveda, America's first and oldest Ayurveda company. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, so always check with your doctor before starting a new regimen. Let's get started. Welcome to Ayurveda 101 with Mapi, easy Ayurveda for today's complex world. We're here to help you navigate the ancient science of Ayurveda, India's natural wellness system, so you can feel your healthiest, happiest, and most empowered every single day. We're hosted by Mapi, Maharshi Ayurveda Products International, America's first and oldest Ayurveda company. And remember, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, so always check with your doctor before starting a new regimen. All right, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to episode number seven of Ayurveda 101 with Mapi. Today's episode is Parents Remember to Make Time for You. I'm your host today, Shankri Menon Wegman. I have my PhD in physiology and health. I'm a teacher of transcendental meditation and Marshi Yogasanas and have been practicing Ayurveda and doing consultations for the last 20 years. I love learning about this incredible science of Ayurveda. I love learning about this incredible science of Ayurveda. Ayurveda means the science or knowledge of life, and it offers us practical ways with how we can live our lives in balance, both with ourselves, with others, and our environment. And in today's episode, it's for all those busy parents out there. It's about making time for self-care and why that's so incredibly important. And who better to talk with us today than Lorena Carroll, a busy mom, she's an Ayurvedic wellness consultant, a transcendental meditation teacher, and the author of Perfect Health for Busy People, a Marishi Ayurveda guide to enjoying a longer and happier life. Welcome, Lorena. Thank you, Shankari. It's a pleasure to be here with you discussing Ayurveda. As you know, I'm very passionate about helping people understand how important it is to stay healthy. I have one motto in my book, which is pay now or pay later. And the whole premise behind that, so that I want, you know, can emphasize to people that if we don't tend to our health now, we will certainly be forced to if we're sick. So Ayurveda is all about preventing disease before it arises, and ultimately it saves more time and energy over the long run. That is such an important topic, you know, and I love that you say we have to pay attention to it because otherwise later on, definitely we will have to put our attention on. It's such an important topic, and, and I think as parents, we often put our family's needs above our own, whether it's our kids or our partners or our parents or even their parents, and obviously we have to put our kids first because they literally depend on us. But there's also a lot of wisdom in what flight attendants say. You know, they say to put your oxygen mask on first before you help others. So when you tend to your needs and your own well-being, you have more to give to your loved ones. So, Lorena, let's start with your wellness journey as a woman, as a mother. In your book, you talk about your journey from the madman lifestyle, as you put it, to finding more balance through Ayurveda. Can you share a little bit more about that journey? Yes, absolutely. As I mentioned in the book, I became more health conscious probably around 1980, 81. I was really burned out even though I was quite young. I wasn't feeling well. And I took steps to get on a better diet and exercise routine. 
As I made these small changes and I saw their positive impact, I was extremely encouraged to continue this journey for my entire life. Because let's face it, this is not just something we do for a week or two weeks. It's a lifestyle. And it was an interesting time because there was more awareness around exercise and healthy foods. But at the same time, unhealthy processed food was becoming more and more accessible. The same is true in our society today, where we have both extremes, a variety of healthy and unhealthy foods everywhere we turn. We really need to be disciplined to avoid these bad foods. So I decided to write this book so that I could help people make better food and lifestyle choices. And I created healthy yet very delicious options for people, especially children who definitely can tend to be picky eaters. Oh, it's so important. I'm so excited to share this knowledge that you've brought out to everyone because sometimes, you know, it can be overwhelming to know where to start or how to start making these lifestyle changes. And one of the first places that you start with a book, the very first chapter of your book, in fact, is devoted to Transcendental Meditation. Can you talk a little bit more about the importance of that as a place to start? Absolutely. When we want to change any aspect of our health, we have to start with our own consciousness because it's the root of all healing in Ayurveda. The reason why Transcendental Meditation is the first recommendation to improve one's health is because it's truly the most effective. One 20-minute sitting of Transcendental Meditation reduces one's cortisol, which is a stress hormone, by about 30 to 40%. To put that in perspective, if you sleep eight hours, your cortisol may only get reduced by about 5 to 10%. So you can see how that can be dramatic on one's life. And when the cortisol lowers serotonin, you may have heard of that, it's a neurotransmitter, this mood elevator increases. So the area of well-being, you just start to feel better, you have more energy, and this allows you to then embark on other positive health changes. That's amazing. You know, just that percentage that you brought out, 30 to 40 percent, that is very, very amazing. And that reduction of cortisol is so important because otherwise we're living in a constant state of stress, and that is constantly then affecting the well-being of our mind and body. So you can really see as you're bringing out meditation as a foundation of self-care and wellness is so important. Can you also talk a little bit more of the other practical tips that Ayurveda offers for busy parents like healthy diet? We know that that's really important. And Ayurveda also talks about healthy digestion. So what are some of your favorite strategies for healthy eating on the go for busy people? Sure. This is such an important point, Shankari, in terms of digestion. And people don't really understand it. They just think, oh, it's everything I'm eating, all the foods. But it's not. It's the stress at work. It's the experience in our relationship. And since digestion is the key to good health in Ayurveda, we have to look at all those aspects. So in terms of a balanced meal, we do want to make sure that we're getting healthy foods and eating in a settled environment. Most people are not allowing enough time for meals, and that can truly disrupt one's digestion. So I recommend preparing very quick, easy meals that use only fresh ingredients. It takes about 30 minutes a day. And what you ultimately want to do is have, if you look at your plate after you've, you've made your meal, you want to have about 50% just fresh vegetables. In Ayurveda, we favor more well-cooked, not as much raw, but you could have a little you know, salad. 
But we want to have majority of vegetables, good fiber, nutrients in those vegetables. And then you want to have legumes or you know, more plant-based if you can, and then also nuts, seeds, and a grain. Grains are not the enemy, but we only want to have about 25% grains. Most people might have 50 to 60% grains, and the vegetable is just much smaller. So that's kind of how I advocate for healthy eating, is to just go by that ratio, and you can't really uh, lose if you kind of stick to that mostly every day. Lorena, I love that you bring up that grains are not the enemy. That's such an important point. It's really showing the importance of a well-balanced diet. Can you also talk a little bit about processed foods or sugar and kind of how to manage that with our diet and create a balanced diet for everyone? Yes, absolutely. So sugar is not the enemy either, just like grains aren't the enemy. It's just what kind of sugar and the amount that you're going to be eating. So what I really like to do is, first of all, get rid of all of your sugar-laden treats in the house. This is really important, not to have things that are refined sugars, processed. Once in a while, some healthy treat with a little sugar is fine, but this can cause so many health issues. So I recommend replacing white sugar with healthy sugar like dried dates or coconut palm sugar. They have a very low glycemic index. They're good for the brain. They also contain powerful antioxidants and important minerals. These are much healthier options. You can actually even go into the store, grocery stores, and get boxed cookies and things like that that are much healthier also incorporating coconut palm or other types of better sugars that are going to be life-supporting for the brain, the mind, the body, as opposed to robbing you of energy and potentially over time creating you to become insulin resistant or pre-diabetic or diabetic. So that's a very important point, watching the sugar. These are just great points you're bringing up about just healthy options for diet and really showing us the quality of food, you know, how that is so important. And Ayurveda also talks about the importance of digestion along with the quality of food. So in previous episodes, we've talked a little bit about the Ayurvedic concepts of ama and ojas, which are the byproducts of digestion and their role in health and immunity. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about this as well. Sure. In Ayurveda, the name for toxins, or we could call it sludge in the body, is ama. And ojas is the opposite of that. It's the final and finest level of digestion, where every thought, experience, and physical food that enters our system is perfectly digested. Eating in a way that decreases our toxic load and increases ojas will promote better health and longevity. Ayurveda takes into account digestion of all experiences, mental and physical, that can play a role in our digestion. That's so important, just thinking about all these different experiences and all these different parts that affect our digestion. Can you talk a little bit about also organic foods or GMOs? What are GMOs and how do they affect our digestion? Yes, absolutely. So there are many negative health effects of eating foods that contain high levels of pesticides and particularly genetically modified organisms. In my book, I cite many studies regarding all the health issues that can ensue, really. But what's more compelling are the changes of people that went from a non-organic diet, including GMO foods, to a 100% non-GMO and organic diet, and how quickly their health issues improved. 
Now, that's just amazing how little changes like that can create such a huge effect. That's great. Amazing. I love that. And do you have any like favorite meal hacks or recipes you can share? I know you have a section in your book on healthy meals you can make in 30 minutes or less, which I love. Um, and it's great for busy lifestyles. So what are some things that you can share with us about that? So what I really, my latest sort of favorite recipe is a, is like a date pudding. And you make it either chocolate or vanilla. And in order to eat a lot of nuts and seeds in my diet, that can be hard to chew. It's a lot of chewing. So I blend together sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, and blanched almonds. You add some water and maybe some raw cacao, cinnamon, vanilla, whatever spices you might like. I even add in turmeric as an anti-inflammatory. And it's great. Kids love this. It's so delicious. It's good for you. Has a lot of omegas. And of course, my bread, I talk about that in the book. I make a basic recipe for bread because a lot of these emulsifiers and other breads that you might buy in the store are very unhealthy for you. For example, bromate is actually banned in many other countries, but not the United States. So we have to really look at every turn to try to get healthier bread. And I think it's just very easy to make. I think you'll all enjoy that recipe from the book. So another thing that's very important in Ayurveda, we hear a lot of this all around is the talk of the town about probiotics. In Ayurveda, we like to try to get it through our food. And the best food is lassi made from yogurt. It's a yogurt drink. The best probiotic you can have is to make your own yogurt. Those of you that are lactose intolerant, you could maybe do a coconut yogurt. That's also easy to do at home, but you just mix the yogurt with water. You can add some rose water. You can add some cardamom, other spices. You can make it sweet, salty. It's a wonderful way to end the meal. And there's many other recipes in my book for other things that you can add to foods like leeks and other things that are maybe prebiotic or probiotic, and that'll really help you to build a strong microbiome. Well, everything that you're saying just sounds delicious, from that pudding to rose water, adding it to your lessee, that just sounds wonderful. So we've covered so many topics already. We've talked a little bit about meditation, diet, digestion, all of which are really the foundational pillars of Ayurveda. And in your book, you also talk about the importance of sleep and of exercise and how that's also foundational for health and well-being. Can you talk a little bit about sleep? Yes. Uh, so I, I kind of joke, I call myself the sleep police, and I want to make sure that everybody's getting into bed on time, getting enough sleep. I'm amazed at how many people, including children and teenagers, are not sleeping well. And it's crucial for adults to get about seven to eight hours of sleep, and children and teenagers around nine to 10 hours. This lack of sleep truly weakens one's immunity. It reduces one's ability to focus, increases anxiety, and everybody that I know that's not sleeping well just feels miserable throughout the day. The best thing for sleep is transcendental meditation. I have not seen something work in such a profound way so quickly. When people learn, I could teach somebody on a Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night, that's the best sleep they've had you know, in decades. And so often sleep issues are related to high anxiety, and the transcendental meditation technique dramatically reduces anxiety, and therefore sleep begins to improve. A few other tips would be to get to bed before 10 p.m. and have less stimulating activity in the evening. Some individuals are also sensitive to Wi-Fi and cell phones being left on while they sleep. 
It's just a, a little click of the button to shut off the Wi-Fi. And even more importantly, you can actually wire everything. I have everything wired in my home, so I don't even use Wi-Fi or the cell phones. And the other thing is a warm cow's milk. If you are not lactose intolerant, that would really help to get you into a very nice slumber. Or almond milk before bed. And one thing that works very well is sesame oil rubbed on the feet. And you just put a little bit on, put some old socks on, and you'll sleep really well. Well, that just sounds so luxurious to have a nice foot massage before going to sleep. You know, there's so many nerves in your feet. So even just that foot massage before bed is just a great way to calm down and really conducive for deep sleep. Along with deep sleep, Ayurveda also highlights the importance of exercise for health of our body and for the well-being of our mind. Can you talk a little bit more about exercise? Yes, Exercise is so important for overall well-being, including what people don't realize, improved brain functioning, reducing anxiety, weight management, better sleep, as we were just talking about. I really love Pilates and weight training. That kind of helps me get going, so I try to do that in the morning. But what I also do, and I feel like if people can't do anything, they're just too busy, is fast walking, especially in the early stages of maybe getting on a new regimen. You're not going to be really fit. You're not going to be in shape. So just do maybe 15 minutes and then build up to a 30-minute brisk walk. I remember walking my daughter in the stroller when she was younger. I was able to take a brisk walk and never miss getting my exercise each day because I would just bring her along. And when I would do my stretching and other exercises, sort of just in the living room, at two years old, she was just trying to do it with me and mimicking what I do. So you can still have family time and stay fit. It should be a family event, really. That is just beautiful. And I love that I have that same experience with my kids just kind of joining in or I'm kind of their jungle gym while I'm doing yoga. So it's really a great way to kind of include them naturally. So even though you're busy, you know, your family's still part of it and we're all doing it together, staying healthy and happy like that. That's so beautiful. And I know that you've talked a little bit about doing all of these things at home and you're very passionate about healthy homes right there with you. Your home is your haven. So what makes a home healthy for you? So there's many things. And I think some of the things in the book are going to be a little bit out of the box, things people maybe haven't thought about before. So one that's fairly common is people know to keep the home free from toxins. This means using natural, non-toxic cleaning supplies, and also making sure the home stays free of mold. That's another big issue with mold in the house. So there are ways that you can sort of mitigate that if there is an issue. And as I mentioned before, I don't use the Wi-Fi in my home, prefer to use the landline, keep everything wired. And another thing is the magnetic fields. We have the radio frequency from the cell phone towers and the cell phones, that's one thing. But magnetic fields, you can't always change so much. Sometimes it has to do with the electrical wiring and how they're laid out. But one needs to get a meter to measure these levels, but it's important to know what the levels are in case you do need to mitigate because that can impact our health very negatively. And another less known feature of a healthy home is called Vastu. And Maharishi Stapachaveda, one aspect of that is having a favorable entrance, which should be ideally due east or north. East entrance is actually most auspicious because of the energy from the rising sun that casts itself on the home, and it has a more positive influence on health and happiness and success in life. You know, that whole topic of Sapatyaved is so interesting because it just shows even the directions also affect our health and well-being. 
And I know Sapatia Ve just has so many different modifications that you can do just to help your house also align in that way. There's so much we could cover here. It's just such a joy to talk with you about all of these amazing topics. And since we're kind of slowly running a little bit out of time, is there anything else that you'd like to add or any last minute suggestions that you might like to add for people who are trying to balance it all? Yes, in closing, I would just like to encourage moms out there to slow down, even though I say perfect health for busy people, part of that is actually slowing down, and to make your health a priority. I've experienced too many women totally burned out due to not enough self-care. And kind of back to that analogy of putting your oxygen mask on first, that's really the best advice is that if you're not full, if you're not balanced, healthy, you can't give as much to others. And in my book, I lay out great tips that you can just try one a week. You don't have to do it all at once. And you'll start to see the changes. And as I said, when you start first with Transcendental Meditation, you'll get more energy to embark on other tips that are in the book. So start slow. Slow and steady wins the race. And most of all, make it a joyful journey. So beautiful. You know, it's just so great to have so many practical tips, so many different ways to modify things just to kind of help each person just kind of enjoy this beauty of life. I love what you said about slowing down. That's so beautiful, Lorena. Lorena, thank you so much for sharing all of this beautiful knowledge with us. And again, Lorena's book is Perfect Health for Busy People. Amarishi Ayurveda Guide to Enjoying a Longer and Happier Life. And thank you listeners for joining us today. We hope you join us next time when we share more Ayurvedic knowledge and tips for health and wellness. My name is Shankari and this is Ayurveda 101 with Mapi. Till next time. This episode of Ayurveda 101 was produced by Mapi in partnership with Headquist Productions. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.